Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 121 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Fam, we're so glad that you continue to listen week after week. We love you. And if you're new to the podcast, here's what we want to do. We want to entertain you. We want to make you laugh and remind you that you're not alone. We're all in this together. Secondly, we want to encourage you. We want to encourage you in your ministry, in your life. Uh, and, and thirdly, we want to help equip you. And that's what some of the stuff we're going to talk about today is. This is a... Uh, this is a buffet of excellence today because I've got not one friend, but two <laughs> friends. Some of you might have thought, there ain't no way Brian's got more than one friend. I got two of them here today. I have the big Arrivederci, Scott Longyear, and big Yancey, both on the podcast today. Jen, what is, is it, up? Isn't it interesting, Jen, how everything with Brian has a food reference? Everything. It's a buffet. Everything does. Cornucopia. <laughs> it's a horn of plenty. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so great. So great to be together. And listen, uh, just a fantastic episode. Let me give you a little a look at what's coming ahead. As always, we're going to give you some great resources. We're going to tickle the funny bone with the ever-popular prayer concerns, which we hardly are able to get through, uh, get through on our own. I'd give you just a, a ton of laughs along the way. And listen, then we're going to take a couple DMs. Here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about uh, two uh, two subjects. One, how do you handle a situation when you have someone in a team that you need to discipline? How do you discipline mm-hmm. somebody on your team? Mm-hmm. And secondly, uh, we're going to hear from the crew on what do you see as the biggest challenges that are facing the churches, uh, the, our churches these days? And so mm-hmm. two pretty mm-hmm. big questions that we're all going to, are going to shove in. But we've, before we do, Jen, tell us about our great friends over at Planning Center. Planning Center is incredible. Here's the deal. They make software that's designed to help you find freedom to focus on what really matters in your ministry. Planning Center is a set of online software products, and you can subscribe to them individually or use them together as a full church management system. And the incredible thing is you can always try any product of theirs free for 30 days. They recently launched a new product called Publishing, and it's a way to create custom pages within the Church Center mobile app and the website. Basically, churches can create their own custom content. Content. You can share sermons with your congregation all through Church Center app and the website. So go check it out. Give it a try now. PlanningCenter.com. They're the best, they man. Mm-hmm. Planning Center is the best, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so guys, we're recording this on what is Thursday of Holy Week, Monday, Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. So who of us has a Good Friday service? I do. I know Jen doesn't. Nope. Scott, do you? We do not. I, I, thanks for making us feel terrible about yeah. that, Brian. Maybe we Whatever. should. We get it. You're I better than we will us, now. I'm bringing the cross. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so I've got a good Friday. Then do we all start on Saturday, Easter services? Yes, I do. We're doing Saturday this year, yeah. yeah. You're doing yeah. Saturday. I got two. Jen's got mm-hmm. two. You, two here, do you have yeah. two or one? Scott, we all got two. And then I've got two on Sunday. Got two on Sunday. Jen's got two on Sunday. We'll Scott, do... you got two. We'll do three on a broadcast, yeah. Oh, upping the game, upping yeah, the well, game. We don't do right? Friday night, so. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're hearing this, we will all be like super relaxed. <laughs> the big 
pressure weekend is over. Or majorly we're depressed because we're like, right. what happened? <laughs> we m- totally missed it. Like, that's what keeps us up on the night before, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, it's Easter weekend. You guys, a very important question. Mm-hmm. What is your go-to favorite Easter candy? I love um, Robin's mm. eggs. Do you know what those are? It's almost like Whoppers. They're like malt balls, but then oh, they're covered in that yeah. like crispy kind of shell, almost like an M&M. I love oh, nice. those. Robin's eggs are so good. Oh. Or original oh. jelly beans, not those Starburst ones, like the original uh, jelly okay. bean. Gotcha. Gotcha. Brian, what, what about you? Reese's peanut butter. Always. Oh. It's, it's, not it's even just close. Reese's peanut butter anything, depending on the holiday. Yeah, it's not even close. It's <laughs> yeah. not even close. Well, yeah, whatever the shape of <laughs> the season the, is, yeah. I'm eating that. <laughs> Yeah, I and that you stole mine. That's that is my my favorite as well. You know, and as a kid, you're like, give me the big chocolate bunny, and then you bite into it, and it's hollow, and you're just like, even at that point, I think, especially as a, as a creative, you're like, this is a massive waste of space right here. That could be <laughs> right. chock full it's, of it's, peanut butter, you know. Yeah. And yeah. then and then mom's right. like, oh, here, you really want a bunny? Have a peep, you know, which is <laughs> oh, like, you know, you see yeah. this stuff. Oh. The best way to eat a peep, right? You just open up the trash and throw, throw it away. In the trash. Basically, yeah. exactly. You know? Those are rough. I'm not a peep. Guy. Who thinks of that? Like a committee know. sitting around, like. I got an idea, guys. We got some leftover styrofoam. <laughs> Anybody got some sugar? Let's, I, I think it'll be a multi-million dollar industry, really. <laughs> what about Cadbury cream eggs? Have you guys tried those? Those are a really polarizing candy I've come to discover. I've never had one. Mm. I've never had one. I used to eat them Have all you? the time as a kid. I haven't mm. had one as an mm. adult, though. I so feel, it's there's cream in there? Yeah. Yeah, like a real interesting creamy substance. <laughs> it's almost like, like too a, sweet. I feel like I'm rich when I eat it, though. Yeah. Oh, you know? Mm. It's yeah. like... Like, I don't like think, I, I, don't think I should be able to eat monocle? this it seems like a... <laughs> Maybe a top hat. <laughs> eat it with... Have you been watching me? <laughs> monocle and a top hat. That's, that's classy. It's a really classy Easter candy. Keeping it classy the Cadbury, Cadbury eggs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to Allie and uh, Maven Media, who does our, our final editing on this, if you guys could could put that out with a monocle, like that would just... <laughs> You know, this that's is just the challenge. For yes, this week. challenge. That's right. the image. You, I, why do I picture Mr. Peanut though? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh my Lord! Okay, so guys, we had a great run in March with our special discount rate for Experience Conference. It's coming, yeah. you guys, September seventh through the tenth. Um, you got to join us. Uh, we've released a couple of new people on the artist speaker lineup. We've got Carlos Whitaker coming. We have. Brandon Lake coming. Tear the roof off. Mm-hmm. Right? It's going to turn some <laughs> graves into gardens up in there. Um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, you guys, just join us. Just trust us. Um, thanks to all of you who took advantage of uh, the savings during March. Really, really cool. Uh, you can still register, experienceconference.com. Uh, hit us up. We're all going to be there, guys. We're recording a podcast with a live audience. And if you've not been to that in the past, this will be our third one, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. It is it is so much fun. It uh, is, man. So many so many great friends that are there. Like in addition, we'll have Natalie Grant and uh, Red Rocks will be there. Uh, uh, Vertical Worship and Andy Rozier, I think that's how you say his last name, is going gonna, is gonna to speak for us one session. Tons of workshops. Right. So it's this great combination of, of learning and worship. But you know, you guys, Jen and, and um, Brian, you guys are both part of part of it. It's just, it's super cool because it's not like a week full of concerts, man. It really is this time to like, just you're able to relax because you're away from your church, but you're learning, and is this deep connection with the Lord and with each other, like the friendships that develop there and all that, and like there's just multiple moments along the week where you're like, you too, 
Like, I'm not alone in this. Like, you really Absolutely. struggle with this too. And man, we just we just can't say enough. So come and just join us. We're going to hang out. Brian is going to buy everybody cronuts, which if you <laughs> oh, hadn't yeah. have them, you got to have them. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be, it's, it's be uh, just a fantastic time. Experienceconference.com. You can get, uh, get all the information right there. Absolutely. Join us. Jen's working on a double, double top secret WLP hang. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can get us kicked out of somewhere. <laughs> she's even going to tell us. I think she's not even going to tell us, Brian. It's so secret. So secret. I wish you could see the video, too. She's kind of leaned in, chomping on a halls. I'm going to see if I can get us kicked out of someplace. <laughs> go get kicked out of a Denny's. So awesome. Yes. That's so awesome. Oh, you guys are absolutely the best. Or is it Applebee's? Oh, I didn't get the, I didn't get the movie line right. Dang it. Let's go get kicked out of an Applebee's. Jeez. Oh, man. Anyway, hey, speaking of laughing, we love to laugh together. And there's nothing that makes us laugh more than a little section we call Prayer Concerns. You guys, we live for this section just like you do. And here's what it is. Prayer prayer Concerns. If If you're new to the podcast, this is what that means for us. So your congregation, they like to tell you what they think of the job you're doing. And all of some of you are going to be trying some really unusual stuff on Easter. And that means that next week we should have tons of prayer concerns rolling in. Yep. So yeah. keep them coming at worshipleaderprobs.com. Just click on the prayer concerns tab. You submit them anonymously. We'll never share your name. But your church, they like to tell you what they think of the job you're doing. And sometimes it's not that great. So uh, people should send these in from all over the world. So let's let's dive right in. Number one, prayer concern number one. This is from Christmas, and it says, Last Christmas, we had an older man comment after our Christmas Eve service, and he said, That was nice, but a little less bells and whistles and a little more Jesus next time. A <laughs> <laughs> little, little less bells and whistles. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Just like, just like a handbell, I'm, I'm picturing a handbell know, choir and like, kids with the like penny whistle. <laughs> <laughs> it must be get wild in that uh, Christmas Eve. Service. Oh my gosh, people, come on, fam, come on. All right, number two, prayer concern number two. When I slipped my Birkenstocks off and played in my socks, I got this note in the offering plate, and it said, "We don't expect a dress or suit and tie." But the least you can do is wear shoes. This isn't the beach in Florida. Mm. <laughs> That's a bold move right there, guys. That is. That is. Wait, oh, I, I think what's more bold is the Birkenstocks yeah. with socks. I wasn't gonna say it. There's a flag on the plate, fella. That's <laughs> somebody somebody had to call it. Somebody yeah. had to call I'm it. Sorry. <laughs> Jen is a truth teller, guys. She's telling she goes, speak the truth to you. I would okay, never write that. Three. I would go straight to the, what are you thinking? <laughs> oh my gosh. Prayer concern number three. Prayer concern number three. A church member actually walked on stage right after the last song in benediction to tell me, the worship pastor, that he doesn't really like the newer songs and that we really should be doing more hymns and 1990s worship. But hmm. he did like the newest song that we had just finished, which is a song by Citizens. He ended his statement with, now I know you rarely receive compliments, but I thought you needed to hear that I'm accepting of this new song. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't, I don't think that qualifies as a compliment. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's definitely not. <laughs> Just, it's definitely. He doesn't know what a compliment is. <laughs> exactly. We've got a definition problem. <laughs> Well, it's interesting, Brian, because Jen and I were just talking earlier, and we were like, man, Brian Tabor, Brian Tabor, we are accepting of him. <laughs> we are. Man, you are just... What an endorsement. You're in, you're in, you're in, <laughs> what an endorsement. Endorse the podcast that way. <laughs> exactly. Jen smells you'll accept. Of you. okay. exactly. yeah. Accept it, guys. All right, number four, prayer concern number four. We recently did an arrangement of Holy, Holy, Holy that had a new chorus added in the middle. It was powerful and... But we got this comment in the chat of our live stream. Church member, why do they always have to add things to the hymns? They're perfect just the way they are. Live stream host, I think there's room to appreciate both. Church member, yeah, as long as they don't sound trashy. (laughs) Trashy. Not not trashy is our new definition of success. (laughs) I got, a, I, got a, I got a new song for you. Is it trashy or not? Well, it's new. It's trashy. <laughs> what's the what's the pre-trashy date? There's like exactly, pre-trashy exactly. and trashy. Sometime we'll grow up. We'll go post-trashy. I don't know. <laughs> as long as they don't sound trashy. No. Okay. Last last one. Number five. Prayer concern number five. The last one. The bottom of the pudding cup, pudding cup, and it says, "We wish women on stage wore dresses and skirts nowadays." Mm. And women is spelled. W-E-M-E-N. Women. <laughs> what the women wear. <laughs> oh, naturally, I would be the one who wants to reply oh, to this come one. On, but <laughs> come on, fam. Come on. Oh, goodness. So those are prayer concerns, guys. Uh, keep sending yours in. You can DM those to us on Instagram, or you can go to worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the prayer concerns tab and fill that out. Those will always be anonymous. We'll never share your name or your church's name. <laughs> and why would you want your church's name shared? Exactly. Because like that? that would be trashy. <laughs> Day trashy. Day trashy. <laughs> oh, guys, oh, we're having a hard time. Man. You know, it's Holy Week, and we're we're all slap happy a little bit today. So it's, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. We're going to listen to this the... and go, what is happening? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Podcast. So we get lots of questions uh, uh, DM to us on Instagram, and uh, lots of times we'll actually just take questions and kind of stockpile those so we have uh, good content to answer on the podcast here. And so we're going to jump into uh, the last segment of the podcast that we call Sliding Into the DMs. So we got a couple of questions today, and uh, boy, the first one is just going to be so much fun. Um, It is, you know, occasionally, sorry, that was a terrible setup, but it's, uh, we're going to talk about uh, when a situation comes up and you have to take a team member through some sort of like church discipline process, like how do you recognize it? What is it? What does the process look like in your context? So, in a strange turn of events, Brian Tabor has agreed to go first and answer this question. Um, I, I mean, I can. I can go first. I'll, I'll say this. So, who who loves confrontation? Crickets. Nobody loves confrontation. And I would be at the top of the list of people who hate it. I absolutely hate it. And I try to avoid it at all costs. So, um, our audition process looks like this. Somebody expresses an interest through one of our classes, like uh, 
starting point or connection point or the classes that our Connections Ministry does, and they they uh, they express an interest, and so that comes to us. We send them a copy of a handbook that is kind of the uh, the structure and the how our team functions and works. And, and in there are a list of um, some uh, guidelines, like some characteristics of what we look for in, in, in a team member. And so we send them this booklet. We say, read through the booklet, pray through the booklet. And if after reading uh, what it takes, that's, this is something you still want to pursue, let us know. So we usually give them a week or two to do that. And so what I am trying to do by all of that is to establish really good boundaries and expectations right from the beginning. Like, this is what we're looking for. This is not what we're looking for. So it gives us a uh, kind of the grounds to have a conversation if we have to have a conversation. And I remember a few years ago, uh, you know, the Colts had a very popular uh a quarterback named Peyton Manning. And I remember there came to, he came to the end of his time in Indianapolis and uh, he, he, he was released by the Colts and I logged onto Facebook and I saw uh, one of my team members expressing their opinion to the owner of the Colts. And it was not what we were looking for uh, in a, in a team member. And so I'll tell you what this process looked like. I said to him, hey, I saw your Facebook post, and this was one-on-one. It wasn't a group email or any blast, putting him on blast in front of the whole team or anything like that. So I called him. I was like, hey, man, I saw what you wrote on Facebook. You know, we're all emotional. Maybe you're a little more emotional than the rest of us over over this uh, quarterback change. But uh, I said, you know, there's a couple of reasons that I would encourage you not to do something like that. Number one, you know, it, it represents – the Lord, you know, you're a person of faith, you're Christian. Um, it represents your family. It represents our team and our church. And, um, you know, one of the, uh, one of the characteristics that's listed in our, our handbook is leadership and you're a leader on the platform as well as off the platform. And so, um, I'm going to give you, you know, an opportunity to, uh, you can take that down or we can, um, we can have you not play for a while and maybe you and I can enter into just some, some deeper conversations about what it means to, uh, to serve on our team. And so, you know, thankfully this one went about as well as it could gone, Mm -hmm. could have gone because he felt horrible, deleted it Mm -hmm. immediately. We were able to have some, uh, I was able to connect him with some, you know, daily devotionals and Bible readings and some stuff like stuff like that, that would kind of help um, replace those kind of things, you know, in his mind and heart and all those things. So that's my social media seems to be a big one, I think, because our culture now is just you just put stuff out there and you don't really do. And yeah, stuff just gets out there. And then you're kind of going, hey, (laughs) you can't just let some of this float. You know, we're always representing church leadership and above all Christ 
Um, I think that's really yeah. good. If I can bounce off of what you're saying, Brian, um, to have a handbook, uh, we have a handbook too in our team. And I think it is important that people kind of understand expectation, but I even kind of see with the starting of the handbook, it's, it's the beginning of a conversation and kind of going, okay, this is the establishing of a relationship where now we can speak into your life, you know, and we can even as a team kind of hold each other accountable and kind of go, you know, let's not like we're policing each other, not like we're ratting each other out, but even just helping to call each call one another to a higher standard, call one another. Hey, we got to remember that we're representing Christ at all times. And yeah, we're all going to miss the mark occasionally, but really we are striving to be imitators of God and, you know, just learning how, how that plays out in our, you know, social media posts, how we interact with other people within the church, realizing that there shouldn't be a difference between who we are on the platform and who we are when we're not on the platform. It should be the same person no matter what, that's integrity. So... Um, I like that. One thing I've seen sometimes uh, kind of sparked some of this conversation too is there can be a tendency when a disciplinary situation comes up. I, I've I've been in situations where sometimes a leader would kind of go, well, that's it. This happened. We need to get this person out of here, get them off the team. Mm, mm. <clears throat> and I don't always necessarily think that's the best approach. I, I feel like uh, sometimes in the church we can be too quick to burn bridges. And I'm like, I'm always trying to remember as a leader, like I'm always wanting to, to keep as many bridges intact as possible. Um, a lot of times people just don't realize. There's just a lack of understanding. Like you said, even with the guy with the conversation, once you kind of explained it, there's this, oh my goodness. you know. And what I've run into more often than not when I've had to have kind of more of a disciplinary kind of conversation with someone is that the intention wasn't there to you know, cause, cause issues and that kind of thing. Sometimes it's a lack of biblical understanding. Sometimes it's that they haven't been a believer for a super long time. And so they need development in their walk with Christ. But I just want to like caution leaders to not be quick to maybe go to extremes, to not be quick to go, well, that's it. They need to be off the platform. They're out of here. You know, to remember to have grace, to remember it's our job to shepherd people. And that shepherding doesn't just stop with, well, they've broken a rule and they're out of here. You know, we have to help shepherd people, even if that means they take a step away from a platform bit. I still believe that we're kind of called to help shepherd them and walk them through. Mm -hmm. You know, the word says, like, we're God's children. Father disciplines the child he loves. Discipline is actually God's evidence that he loves us. So we're all going to get disciplined. We all are. And um, and I think, too, even that, helping to reframe it instead of people seeing it as punishment seeing discipline as this is something that helps shape us and mold us and grow us and refine us so that we're all more like Christ. Amen. Amen. Here comes Pastor Scott. He's going to drop it. He's going to drop a bomb. I know it. It's going to be so good. So good. Uh, First of all, he has to turn his mic back on to figure out this technology. (laughs) (laughs) The anticipation was killing us. It's killing us, man. Uh, I think, yeah, to add what you guys are, you know, way ahead of the game on, I think a lot of folks, um, and if you have not written, uh, I like to term it restoration, not discipline, because um, mm-hmm. really our, our step is in restoration. Um, if you haven't, if you don't have a restoration plan or policy in, like in print, like you are behind the game, you need to do that right now. And if you're thinking, well, I'm gonna wait until something comes up, you are a fool. You are a fool yeah. because yeah. it's gonna come up. So you need to be thinking, what am I gonna do when? Let's just be realistic, not if. What am I gonna do when? I have adultery in my team, uh, when I have drug abuse in my team, when I have a porn addiction in my team, when I have yeah. whatever in my team. Like you gotta, you got to figure that out. And so just like Brian and Jen shared with this, this booklet or whatever it is up front, like the expectations, because you don't want to come to somebody and say like, man, you're doing this, and they're like, well, I didn't know that that was wrong. Like you didn't say anything about right, that. Right. And don't assume that people just know. Well, people should know. Like they don't. And right now, especially in covid 
Like everybody got a PhD in stupid. Like so, just like <laughs> you gotta like just here's here's where we're going. This this is what we're doing. I've really been convicted lately um, that the goal of all of this is restoration. Ninety nine percent of the time is restoration, and one mm-hmm. percent of the time is that you need to turn them over for for discipline. So listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got to determine what you're doing there. Now, most of the time we get that wrong. We're like, I'm going to, oh, you're going to get some Old Testament discipline on you because of what you did, right? <laughs> right. But like, if, you're, if you are, let's talk about that 1% for a second uh, with the, the discipline and turning them over, just kind of like washing your hands of them for a bit, for a season. 1 Corinthians 5.5 5 says this, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. You're like, what? And this is a brother that did something wrong, right? Why? Hmm. So that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. So mm-hmm. even though you may mm-hmm. be turning him over for some some discipline, or you're like, man, okay, let your sin run out, like like, mm-hmm. you know, you go and be the prodigal son and let it all. But what's the end goal? It's restoration, even though you're turning mm-hmm. it over. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, the Lord's play is always towards restoration. Uh, sometimes we need to turn over, but 99 percent of the time we're starting with restoration. Galatians six uh, one says, if anyone is caught in any transgression. You who are spiritual should restore him. And then listen to what I said. I wish it, I wish it was period right there. You should restore him. Okay, I got that. Then here's what, what Paul says in Galatians. In a spirit of gentleness. Mm-hmm. And here's what happens on your team. You're going to take it personal <clears throat> when the infraction comes in. Now I got to take all my time and I got to deal with this problem. And I got to do this. And I got to do this. And it's gentleness. It's gentleness, mm-hmm. right? And then it says this. Keep watch on yourself or you too will be tempted. You know, I used to read that, and I was like, so if I'm dealing with somebody with a pornography issue, man, I got to watch myself, or I'm going to be tempted into pornography, too. But but Satan is, like, so clever, right? So he may not tempt you in that way, but how is he going to tempt you? In your anger. So now I'm going to get all angry that I'm, I'm coming in on this. And so... So we've got to watch ourselves in restoration because it is, it is a lengthy, exhausting process. And so we have a written process uh, that all starts with conversation. You know, you got to get the facts right, man, because you're automatically going to write a narrative like, man, I heard this guy did this. Man, you did this. You're automatically guilty. you got to sit down and have a conversation. What happened here? Collect the data. Have hard conversations and find out what is going on. And then you have to ask, ask the question, is there repentance? Because if there's not any repentance, then you have to go one track. Like, I'm sorry, we can't do anything here. Like, no, I'm going to do this and still stay on the team. Sorry, you can't. You, we can't have that. If there is repentance, then we have something to work with. <clears throat> Depending on the infraction, uh, we'll remove people from the platform, which sounds like we're being mean and we're disciplining people. But what we're saying is, you're taking all of this time, you're in ministry, what we need to do is just pull you back so that you can focus on getting this area of your life shored up, whether that's your marriage, whether yeah. that's whatever. Yeah. And some people are like, well, that's punishment because I, no, 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 man, we're trying to restore you in this. And so we're going we're gonna to ask you to take a pause from any ministry, plus... I'm not sure that you're in the most healthy place to be telling other people as you're representing what it's like to, to follow Christ, right? Uh, then, again, depending on the infraction, uh, we'll push people towards counseling, and we won't suggest it. We will, uh, it will be a requirement if you're going to enter into this restoration process. And then with that, we, we also make them sign a, um, a disclosure agreement saying that their counselor can speak with whatever guiding pastor that they have. We partner them with a pastor to walk them through that. Um, not so that we can know all of the details, but so that we can figure out, okay, how's this person doing? What can we do to come beside them? And are they ready to start taking some stair steps back in, back into ministry? And we've watched people uh, go through this process, be fully restored, and come back in into an, an amazing, stronger relationship with the Lord that they, we've had before. And we've also seen people go, nope, 
done, and unfortunately, they're no longer part of part of serving. They're not even part of the church, you know. So it goes mm-hmm. it goes either way. Mm-hmm. But you have to be the gatekeeper of of the ministry, and you just have to keep have to to hold those uh, standards like just super high. Man, I love that. I love that. I I am often guilty of seeing the problem and not the person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I yeah. love the intentionality of your process really speaks to the person. And, you know, we, we say all the time on here, we're in the people business. And, um, and that starts with our families and our teams and all of that stuff and then eventually gets to the congregation. I mean, um, mm-hmm. I'm often guilty of, of seeing the problem and not the person. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Those are great. Mm-hmm. That's good. Great thoughts. And my, man, my, I pray that we'd never have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice. right? As the person who hates <laughs> confrontation. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. So we have another, uh, another DM here. Um, and this came in the last time we were uh, taking questions. So obviously the nature of, the church uh, has changed dramatically with with COVID and all of those things. You know, now we're coming out. How how much does the pendulum swing back? Uh, what do you guys see as the biggest challenge that's facing uh, local churches these days? Hmm. I'm gonna. I'm going to say two, and they don't really have anything to do with COVID and pandemic, because I think we're going <clears> to <throat> think we're going to navigate back through that. Okay, but two of the two of the larger challenges that I see um, just had a, just been having great conversations with uh, our mutual friend we had on the podcast before, Jerry Newman, um, and we mm. probably need to get Jerry back in here to to, to dive Absolutely. a little bit deeper on this. But we just have a whole lot of people leading ministries who aren't called. Yeah. Um. And that's, man, that is harsh, and that's even harsh to say. Uh, and that's not to elevate, like, oh, you're a cold, and you have an anointing, and you don't. But um, I, I think the pandemic has put the beat down on a, on a ton of people. And, man, if, if, yeah. if you're not called, I mean, I've heard people say before, like, if you can do anything besides ministry, go and do it. Uh, and I didn't really yeah. get that until this past season. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Um, and I talked to some people, like, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm called to lead songs. And I'm like, no, I don't think you are, bro. They could call the lead worship. That's what the Lord calls us to do. And so I would, mm-hmm. I think we have people who are, you know, some some church leadership and say like, oh, hey, look, oh man, you you have a a little bit of a background in audio visual. Like, how about we put you leading this, or you uh, can play guitar and you sing pretty good. Could you lead worship without really discovering? Do they have an anointing? Do they have a calling? And that's not to say that you can't do it. In that, you know what I mean. Sometimes it's just we don't really fit like like super hard in there, and so. I wonder if that may be one of our problems, and I, th- and I think probably the larger problem, and, I, and I've rung this bell before, but it's just this narcissism that that pushes into our congregations and into our leadership, and like, look, when we all came, um, a lot of us who are now in full-time ministry, when we were like, man, I want to go into full-time ministry, why is that? Why did you really go into full-time ministry? Like, I know the church answer, it's like, I want to serve the kingdom and I want to do this, but there was a good bit of narcissism in that for us. It's like, we got this feedback from people saying like, oh man, you're so good when I hear you sing or when I hear you do this. And we're like, oh yeah. And so we become pretty me focused on on that. And I see that it's seeping into uh, some of our songs, you know, a, a lot more of our songs than I'm really comfortable with, where it's like, now, does the Lord love us? Is it about us to an extent, but the world doesn't revolve 
around us, you know, and I'm reminded um, Ray Jones is a great influence on uh, on so our lives, good. right? Uh, big yeah. play Ray. And I remember uh, Ray saying once, uh, I don't meet many people who are more impressed with Jesus than they are with themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. meet many people mm-hmm. who are more impressed with Jesus than they are with themselves. And I'm like, well... That's not what I want to be, and I want to be. Mm. I want to be somebody who is just deeply impressed with Jesus and not impressed with mm. myself, and that's a daily fight. And so, I think that really is a is a it's a hard hard balance. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say that's a couple a couple of uh, the biggest challenges that I mm. see right now. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Jen? Yeah. Uh, I think I think a big thing that I'm seeing is following Jesus is countercultural. It just really is, and and I think that again in our society, fame fuels everything. I mean, you look at how many likes did I get mm, on my post, mm-hmm. how many followers do I have, how many friends do I have, and I see that it can seep into ministry. People really are wanting fame. Just call it influence. We rebrand it so it doesn't sound as bad, you know. And 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 it's just kind of that. Like we have to war against this because we're not here to make ourselves famous. We're only here to make him famous. We're not here to gain followers. We're not here to gain. I mean, it's great if you have influence, but I just think that we have to guard against all of that because so quickly what we're doing can become polluted. It can just become polluted, and we are not. I've said this before. We're not meant to receive the glory that's due to God. We're meant to reflect it. And so I see a lot of this where people go, "Oh, I want influence, and I I." want to be where they're at. And like you said, Scott, the big question is why? Why? Mm-hmm. What is that driving force? And so I think that we have to constantly question ourselves in that too. If we, you know, if we find ourselves, do that constant checkup. You know, if I find myself on social media, I'm comparing on, you know, look at Brian's church, look what they did. And I need to go, why? Why does that, you know, why can I not just celebrate that? Is there something in me that is comparing and is jealous? And what is this driving thing inside? Because I think that we're all going to be tempted toward that. We all obviously want to be seen. We all want to be known. You want to receive credit for what you're doing, but it can very quickly turn into something that it's not meant to be. And so that's just something I see a lot. Everybody wants to be TikTok famous. Everybody wants to be Instagram famous. Everyone wants a new trending hashtag. Um, and I just think that's that's countercultural for Jesus mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. It just is. It is. It is. And I'll tell you just, um, you know, and these guys know just a little bit about it, the, the grass is not always greener. No. Um, you know, the more followers you get, the more you're wrestling with some of the stuff that you're mm-hmm. not going to enjoy wrestling with, I can tell you. Um, you know, I think as I look, the, first of all, great. Those are great. We could easily pray the benediction right there, and we probably should. <laughs> um, I, a couple things I've been thinking about, um, just as it's related to worship, you know, in the worship service, it's a, it's a front door to your church, you know, I, like we've got to continue wrestling with this. Are we engaging the online audience or the or the audience that's there in person? Is there a way to do both? I mean, that's that's something we've got to continue to wrestle with, um, and kind of spring springboarding boarding a little bit on what Jen said. This is not something that is a finished thought for me. It's something I'm in process on myself. But like, it's kind of springboarding boarding off of the comparison bandwagon. If if you would note, as I look across the church and you know we see what churches are doing and how they're doing, and you know for the most part, a lot a lot of us have bought into the the full production kind of stuff, mm-hmm. the lights, the haze, all of those stage sets, all that stuff, and some of that is really really great. It th- that is all uh, that's all the wrapping paper. That's not the gift, and we always mm-hmm. have to remember that. But one of the things that I think has happened is churches have 
not every church, but some churches, I think, I think we've kind of lost what made our church unique because we've all kind of morphed into this sameness, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like, um, even, you know, we're, we're all doing so many of the same songs and we're, we're all using the same lights. We're all using, you know what I mean? Like there's not, um, that, that experience that like sets Jen's church apart from my church and my part, my church apart from Scott's church. And what has God called us to do uniquely in our, in our mm-hmm. context, in our community? Um, and maybe it's not going to look like what, what people are doing at 2911 or at Maryland. Um, and so I think, I think that's something we've got to wrestle with, you know, as I've been reading some stuff, you know, read lots of Carrie Newhoff and lots of the Barna stuff. And, you know, we're looking at, we, we were not really doing a great job of, at winning the game for the next generation before COVID. And so I don't know that COVID has helped that. And so that's, that's something we need to be wrestling with. You know, you hear leaders talk about, you know, we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of guys like my age and, you know, people who Jen is much, much younger than I am, but you know, who, who are we going to hand the baton to, um, as we look at developing, you know, reaching and developing this, this, the next generation, you know, and if, if they're really searching for something that's, uh, more authentic and less, uh, Production y type stuff. You know, that's something we've got to we gotta wrestle with as we're mm-hmm. uh programming our services and as we're um you know working on creative elements and and the the kinds of things we're doing in our services to engage people's hearts. Um I think that I mean, at least for me, that's something that I'm mm-hmm. really trying to wrestle with. There's a fine line between inspiration and imitation. That's the T-shirt right there. <laughs> Boom. Well, those are all all great answers, guys. And um, you know, once you get that all figured out, then uh, let me know, and I'm gonna implement it all right Circle here, back. so we can we'll have, finally yeah, we'll, get it all we'll fixed for episode 122 next. Week. <laughs> we'll have it all <laughs> fixed, <laughs> buttoned up. <laughs> well, that's sliding into the DMs, guys, and that's episode uh, 121. So, as always, we are so grateful uh, for you all for listening. Mm-hmm. Hey, make sure you hit that subscribe button on our podcast, wherever it is you're listening. And do us a favor, go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating with a really, really nice review. That's just a huge help to us in spreading the word about the podcast. I feel so bad doing this part of the podcast because it's like, please make us more famous. We want to be more. <laughs> but listen, it's really not about Love that. It's me. really about us. Like, man, can, can we all just as a collective family encourage each other a- along yeah. the way? And so yeah. with that, we need to laugh. And so make sure if you're not following over at, at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, like you, you gotta follow, you've got to follow their Facebook and TikTok. And then on Twitter, just search for the hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Yeah, you guys, and we, you know, we love you. We hope to see you at Experience Conference. Um, it's going to be a, it's a, it really is a, a worshiping community, and mm-hmm. I hope that you'll you'll take some time to dig in at experienceconference.com. All kinds of really great stuff is going to happen there, and um, I need to thank some folks. We have these amazing partners. Uh, Planning Center is one of our partners, and uh, our friends at Maven Media Productions have come alongside us and uh, just are doing an unbelievable job at 
editing the podcast and producing all kinds of content related to the podcast for mm-hmm. us, uh, graphics and videos and lifting out excerpts from the podcast and all the things that they're doing. If your church needs help with any of that stuff, you know, you know social media, branding, all the kind of stuff that you have to develop um, uh, to have an online presence that can, you know, draw people to your church. Uh, Maven Media Productions, those are the folks that'll help you do it. So mm-hmm. check them out at mavenmediaproductions.com. And we're super grateful for Scott Hoke, my friend, for our uh, voiceover intro. Thanks for listening again, fam. Until next time, deuces. Arriba derche. Smell you later. Smell you later.